Hello friends, it is Sean here and today is a special kind of day. Today is Anzac Day. Today we commemorate the service of so many men and women who have put themselves in harm's way so that you and I can enjoy the freedom and the liberty that we get to. So we are going to go back to that time. This is about 400 years after the end of the book of Genesis. The people of Israel are having a hard time of it in Egypt and God has decided it is time to act. And today we are going to meet a boy who grows up to become a man who will play a huge role, a huge role in the rest of this story. So settle back as we continue in this narrative reading together. Exodus chapter 2. About this time, a man and woman from the tribe of Levi got married. The woman became pregnant and gave birth to a son. She saw that he was a special baby and kept him hidden for three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she got a basket made of papyrus reeds and waterproofed it with tar and pitch. She put the baby in the basket and laid it among the reeds along the bank of the Nile River. The baby's sister then stood at a distance, watching to see what would happen to him. Soon, Pharaoh's daughter came down to bathe in the river, and her attendants walked along the river bank. When the princess saw the basket among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it for her. When the princess opened it, she saw the baby. The little boy was crying, and she felt sorry for him. This must be one of the Hebrew children, she said. Then the baby's sister approached the princess. Should I go and find one of the Hebrew women to nurse the baby for you? She asked. Yes, do, the princess replied. So the girl went and called the baby's mother. Take this baby and nurse him for me, the princess told the baby's mother. I will pay you for your help. So the woman took her baby home and nursed him. Later, when the boy was older, his mother brought him back to Pharaoh's daughter, who adopted him as her own son. The princess named him Moses, for she explained, I lifted him out of the water. Many years later, when Moses had grown up, he went out to visit his own people, the Hebrews, and he saw how hard they were forced to work. During his visit, he saw an Egyptian beating one of his fellow Hebrews. After looking in all directions to make sure no one was watching, Moses killed the Egyptian and hid the body in the sand. The next day, when Moses went out to visit his people again, he saw two Hebrew men fighting. Why are you beating up your friend? Moses said to the one who had started the fight. The man replied, Who appointed you to be our prince and judge? Are you going to kill me as you killed the Egyptian yesterday? Then Moses was afraid, thinking, Everybody knows what I did. And sure enough, the Pharaoh heard what had happened, and he tried to kill Moses. But Moses fled from Pharaoh and went to live in the land of Midian. When Moses arrived in Midian, he sat down beside a well. Now the priest of Midian 
had seven daughters who came as usual to draw water and fill the water troughs for their father's flocks. But some other shepherds came and chased them away. So Moses jumped up and rescued the girls from the shepherds. Then he drew water for their flocks. When the girls returned to Reuel, their father, he asked, Why are you back so soon today? An Egyptian rescued us from the shepherds, they answered, and then he drew water for us and watered our flocks. Then where is he? their father asked. Why did you leave him there? Invite him to come and eat with us. Moses accepted the invitation, and he settled there with him. In time, Reuel gave Moses his daughter, Zipporah, to be his wife. Later, she gave birth to a son, and Moses named him Gershom. For he explained, I have been a foreigner in a foreign land. Years passed and the king of Egypt died, but the Israelites continued to groan under their burden of slavery. They cried out for help, and their cry rose up to God. God heard their groaning, and he remembered his covenant promise to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He looked down on the people of Israel and knew it was time to act. God, so often our lives around us can feel like they are the total sum of existence in the universe. We get so caught up in the story of our lives that it's easy enough to forget that there is a whole another aspect to reality, which is your home, your dwelling place. It is the spiritual realm. And here we hear this beautiful ending to this chapter where you see your people, you hear their cry, and you remember your promise. And you are a God who keeps promises. Thank you that this is just an implicit part of your character, and you can't help but be a promise keeper. Help us always remember that. And when we feel alone and struggling, that we would know that there you are ready to keep your promises to us. So we thank you, and we thank you that you have kept your promise to us in giving us Jesus. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen.